You are listening to Pandora's Box Radio with Kalia LaRoche. For more information about my products and services, counseling, coaching, hypnotherapy, books, and audios, please visit NarcissismFree.com or PathBackToSelf.com. Hello and welcome to Pandora's Box. This is Kalia and today we're going to talk about the hero's journey and moving from the ordinary to the extraordinary. The hero's journey is the journey one takes from the ordinary life to the extraordinary life. It is the process of personal transformation from innocent child to mature adult. A hero is not so much an individual, a man or a woman, but rather an archetype, which is an original or old pattern in the collective consciousness of humanity. And ironically, not everybody takes that hero's journey. As you know, there are a lot of people in adult bodies that have not had any degree of emotional maturity. You were born into a world that already had a pre-existing set of rules. You were born into a culture or society that had its own rules and patterns. And you were born into a family that had an ancestral program enforced on you from birth. So in a sense, you were born into a world where you were told what to do, and who to be. If you followed the program, you believed on some level that you would be safe by way of blending in rather than standing out. If you did what your mother or father thought you should, or your peers or your teachers, there was a sense that you would be loved and accepted. The black sheep of the family is the one who doesn't look like the others, right? He or she stands out rather than fits in. And as a result, the black sheep is made to feel like an outcast. There's a lot of pressure in our society to be like everyone else. And if we don't feel like those around us, we end up feeling like that outcast, like we don't fit in and that there's something wrong with us. Even if you're not a black sheep of your family, and you don't feel like a black sheep in your culture or society, you may still need to individuate from your family, group, or culture and find your own way. We also don't have much of a roadmap in our society on how to get from innocent child to mature adult. Somewhere along the line, our innocence is torn, and we don't know where to go. We don't receive the support we need because It's much like the blind leading the blind. So the hero's journey is the path we take when we finally come to the threshold where we can no longer live the life that we've been living. Joseph Campbell, the late mythologist who produced the infamous work on the hero with a thousand faces, outlined three main stages and 17 steps of the hero's journey. I'm going to draw mostly from the three main stages today, but this will include many of the 17 steps 
of the hero's journey. Many of these steps are used by writers who put together elaborate stories of a hero's journey, such as Star Wars or Lord of the Rings. But my goal today is to apply these steps in a way that you can relate to on your own hero's journey. Campbell tells us, You enter the forest at the darkest point, where there is no path. Where there is a path or a way, it's someone else's path. You're not on your own path. If you follow someone else's way, you're not going to realize your potential. The hero's journey is really the journey to find your true self. As a child, you learn that to receive love and approval, you need to do as you're told. You learn to follow the rules of society and be obedient. Here, there is a roadmap. You're told which way to go, whether or not this is a good path or a healthy path is of no consequence. Because at this young, impressionable age, you don't know what is good or healthy. You're told what to believe. But as you begin your journey of individuation, you step off the beaten path. You walk the road less traveled or even forge your own path. You step away from the follow the leader program and learn to follow the divine as it speaks to you from within. But this is not a simple path. It's a very challenging path, and this is why it's called the hero's journey, because it takes a hero to embark upon the path and to complete the journey. It takes a very strong and courageous person. Maybe you will find that you're on the hero's journey right now and don't even realize it. So I thought I would talk about this journey today and see if you can see yourself in it as a journey that you've already taken, one you're just beginning, or one that you might be right in the middle of. Now, according to Joseph Campbell, there are three main stages of the hero's journey. The first stage is departure. It's the departure. This first step of the mythological journey, which we've designated the call to adventure, signifies that destiny has summoned the hero and transferred his spiritual center of gravity from within the pale of his society to a zone unknown. In the departure stage, you're departing from the ordinary world into the world of the unknown. We must first live in the ordinary world before we can depart from it. Before the departure, we may feel that we're living a pretty normal life. We may have graduated high school like all our peers, gone to college, secured our first professional job. We may have gotten married and had children. It may seem that we're pretty well plugged into the programs of society, living the life that is pretty common to the majority of those in our family, our culture, and society. At this stage of our life, we haven't likely asked the question, who am I and what am I doing here? We're a cog in the wheel of society. We're doing our part. We're doing what we believe we're supposed to do. We're living the ordinary life. 
But then something happens that blows apart the life that we've been living, and we can't go back. The caterpillar in the process of disillusion can't go back to being a caterpillar. Joseph Campbell tells us that the departure involves a call to adventure, but I prefer to look at this stage as the calling. The calling can come in the form of a loss of job, health, or relationship, where you're forced to examine your life in a way you never have before. It could come in the form of a death or a major trauma in your life. The calling is when something happens in your life where you can't go on living the ordinary life in the ordinary way. This is where you depart from the mundane and enter what Joseph Campbell calls the special world. The calling may also come at a time where there's simply a deep dissatisfaction with the life that you've been living. You may hate your job or career. Your marriage may feel empty, loveless, and even abusive. You may feel your life has no meaning or purpose, and it is this dissatisfaction that leads you on a quest for something greater. This call can begin the process of metamorphosis, much like the caterpillar who comes to the end of its life as it knows it and enters a process where its old form is being dismantled. The caterpillar in the process of dissolution can't go back to being a caterpillar. When one receives the call, it's putting them on the path of their true destiny. But because the call takes you to the threshold of the world unknown, many people will attempt to refuse or resist the call and betray their destiny. It is typical to want to stay in the safety of the known world and remain in the comfort zone. Even if one is comfortably numb, it's still what they know. Often the circumstances of life end up forcing you onto the path of your destiny and you must go, even if it's kicking and screaming. You're taken to the threshold between the known world and the unknown world and often it may feel that you're pushed over the edge of the world that is safe and familiar. It's like you're pushed off that cliff. The second stage of the hero's journey is the initiation. This is where the hero enters a phase of trials and tribulations. The hero is tested in battle, skill, and conflict. The hero may not succeed in each action, but he presses on regardless. The hero will meet allies, enemies, and mentors with supernatural aid throughout the initiation stage. In mythology, this juncture, the threshold, the hero often meets the dragon or the monster, which represents the inner demons. The shadow, he or she has been running from all of one's life or most of one's life. The threshold is that point of no return. Going back to the life you were living is no longer an option. That door has closed. That ship has sailed. You've already left the ordinary world and entered the special world filled with its fear of the unknown. This may be a time where you feel that you're entering the dark night of the soul because everything that was your life may have fallen away, including your identity and sense of self. 
This is the time where the old is gone, but the new has not yet arrived. In fact, you don't know if there is a new. This place of pain and fear may seem to be your new life. You may keep trying to look back, but the city that you've left has been destroyed. Now all you can do is look forward with no idea where you're going and what lies ahead. In the biblical story of Jonah and the whale, this is the point where Jonah is swallowed by the whale and taken to the depths of the ocean. He's attempted to flee his destiny, which was a call from God to preach to the wicked people in the city of Nineveh, an attempt to save them from their doom. Now, this was the last thing Jonah wanted to do, so he ignored the call and fleed instead, buying passage to a ship heading in the opposite direction. As Jonah is on board the ship, a great storm comes, which is symbolic of the stormy emotional waters that come with the betrayal of one's destiny. Jonah is thrown overboard the ship because he's found to be the source of God's anger, which brought about the storm. Jonah's swallowed by the whale and taken down to the depths of the sea which represents that deep emotional process that must be undergone as one dies to the old and is reborn to the new. Jonah is in the belly of the well for three days and three nights, which in Christianity represents the death, rebirth, and resurrection of Jesus the Christ. The period of time in the belly of the well also represents the dark night of the soul. It's the time of deep reflection and contemplation because there's no escape from the belly of the well. One is forced to be in that darkness where ultimately one must surrender to his or her fate. The hero story is always one of self-annihilation. This obliteration of the hero's old form and the transformation into something new is much once again, like the caterpillar's form dissolving into goo in order for the new form, the butterfly, to come into being. This is what is happening while in the belly of the whale. The old form is dissolving and the new form is coming into being. It is here our hero may also have a divine experience. He or she may meet the guide, the wise sage, or God himself, and receive direction. Or in this time of death, he surrenders his old form and in the arms of the divine allows himself, like the mythical bird, the phoenix, to be consumed in the ashes and reborn into the light. After three days and three nights, the whale spits Jonah upon the shores of Nineveh, where he was asked by God to preach to the wicked. This time, he's changed. He's not the same man being cast upon the shores of Nineveh as he was when he ran away from his destiny. He's undergone a rebirth and has found the strength and courage within to face his mission. The third stage of the hero's journey is the return. This is where the hero returns home. But the journey home is also filled with challenges and trials. 
Although it's more of a downhill journey compared to the death process, one is not completely out of the water. On the journey home, the hero is not the same. He or she has undergone a deep transformation, has gained a new awareness of self, and in a sense has become himself or herself. The hero has found his or her own path, leaving behind the road most traveled in order to follow instinct, intuition, and that inner calling that leads our hero to his or her true self. Now he will have more strength and courage and able to step more fully into his divine purpose. For me, the hero's journey has been a very long road. It wasn't a process that took just a year or two. It was a process that took decades. Our patterns and programs can be very deeply ingrained, and we may be faced with great inner conflict between who we believe we should be and who, by nature, we already are. Stepping into our true self can be frightening, and we often must undergo a dark night of the soul or a series of dark nights in order to truly merge with our soul and become our true self. I've often talked about the dark night of the soul, and this is an an important part of the metamorphosis from innocent child symbolized by the caterpillar and the fully actualized mature adult symbolized by the emerging butterfly. As a spiritual counselor, therapist, and guide, I've assisted thousands of people on their hero's journey, which was most often initiated by a relationship with a malignant narcissist. You might ask why being with a narcissist has the power to set you on the path of the hero's journey. Well, the main reason is that you enter your relationship with a narcissist quite innocent of the evils that come with narcissism. You may believe that you've found a great love and your intentions are pure. You have no idea upon entering such a relationship what kind of evil lurks in your presence because you don't recognize the slow deterioration of your psyche that comes with a narcissistic relationship. You're torn apart bit by bit without fully understanding what's happening. You've been undermined, gaslit, confused, shamed, devalued, and in the end discarded. So the narcissist in your life initiates the process of disillusion of your former self. The dismantling has begun. If the narcissist in your life is a family member, you likely also experience gaslighting, undermining, shame, confusion, and devaluing, which results in your dismantling. And in this stage with a parent, you still need to see that parent as good. You still need to see that parent as nurturing. You still need to see that parent as someone who deeply loves you because it's your parent, right? And so as you go through this process of the dark night of the soul, as the hero's journey begins, you learn the truth about that narcissistic parent. And that's a really hard pill to swallow. It's a hard truth to accept. At this stage, you may still be the child seeking approval from the parent. And the narcissist in your life becomes the one you're trying to convince of your worthiness and lovability. 
instead of attracting true love, you've attracted the demon lover, the one who fools you with false promises of love, a love that is never realized. At this stage, you may not have the inner strength and power to break free of the clutches of the demon lover or demon parent, depending on who the narcissist in your life is. You may hear the call to break free, that inner calling that says, I can't do this anymore, but turn away from that call, which is the same as betraying your destiny. It may be easier to stay comfortably numb in the world of the known than to face the great unknown. You may find that you're consumed by fear and also energetically depleted. The hero's journey is what allows you to break away from the clutches of the narcissist, not only in the outer world, but in the inner worlds. The narcissist takes root within us and becomes the dragon that we must slay. He's the destructive, devaluing voice within that tells us that we're unworthy of love. And so we meet the inner narcissist, the inner demon or dragon with our sword and face the monster with as much strength and courage as we can muster. Meeting the dragon happens at the threshold between the ordinary world and the special world. This is the point where we also enter the belly of the whale, which is the cauldron of transformation, the womb of the divine mother that takes you from the caterpillar to the butterfly. The battle between the inner demon which lives in the shadows of your psyche and your emerging self may last a long time. It may feel like a war that drags on and on before the battle is finally won, but you can't give up. You can't lay down your sword because this is your very life that you're fighting for. We often have spiritual help or guidance in this stage of the journey because we're on the path of our true spiritually actualized self. This is our destiny. And your soul gathers its supporters and allies to assist you in fulfilling your destiny. You may feel alone at times, but you're not alone. It is your destiny to step fully into your true empowered self. It is your destiny to thrive. It's your destiny to become what you were born on this earth to become. There will be obstacles that try to prevent you from becoming your fully actualized self. And the narcissist is a huge obstacle because the narcissist is operating from a fully false self. He's driven to destroy the spirit in others in order to pull them down to his level where he can feel superior. He deceives you into believing that you're at the lowest level of human worthiness and attempts to convince you of his superiority. Now, the narcissist is either male or female, but I use he for simplicity. So if you're triggered by this, please just replace the he with a she. You will notice I'm often using he also to describe our hero because technically the female version of our hero is called a heroine. But you know what I'm talking about. The hero can be either sex and so can the villain. 
In my own hero's journey, it seemed to have gone in stages. I had many deaths and rebirths, and each time I'm reborn, I'm stronger, more of my true self. And perhaps this is what the life path looks like for the spiritual warrior, who is also the hero. We're always battling with the inner demons and slaying dragons that get in the way of our mission. The more of our shadow that is exposed, the more enlightened we become. But if our shadow were to be exposed all at once, we probably couldn't handle it. So we need to go through a series of challenges in life to bring more and more of who we are to the surface of our awareness. The hero's journey gives us a blueprint, a roadmap, so that we can better understand what happens when the old world begins to crumble and fall away and we just can't see what's next. We may be looking out into the world for what's next, when if we can recognize where we are in the hero's journey, we can see that what is next is to face the world of the inner realms. This is why we naturally withdraw from the outside world when in a dark night of the soul. We're meant to go deep within and face the shadow that has been activated. This is not a time to be out in the world, to make your influence known, to make new friends, to find new lovers, or even look for a new career. How could you possibly do this when you don't know who you are? You don't know who you are because you're somewhere between a caterpillar and a butterfly. So the best thing you can do is surrender to the process and accept where you are on the hero's journey. If you stay with the journey, there's a promise in the end. The promise is that you will be reborn into a much more empowered version of yourself. You will have slain the dragon that felt like it would haunt you for the rest of your life. You will have found your way home again. And as you re-enter the ordinary world, you won't live life anymore in the ordinary way. You will be extraordinary. And this is the promise of the hero's journey. But only if you complete the journey. So don't give up. Don't try to go back to the life that has outgrown its form. Surrender to the process and allow yourself to be transformed. Thank you for listening today. If you'd like support or assistance on your hero's journey, know that I'm here. And you can find out more about me and my work by visiting my websites, NarcissismFree.com and PathBackToSelf.com. Have a great day, and I'll see you in the next podcast.